Coach Brad here. And just a quick note before you dive into this week's Tactical Tuesday, I'm about to give you an offer to get Nuffle for free for signing up to Bovada. And I just want to state that for the record, I know that I have been very much against pretty much all the online poker platforms that serve the United States in an unregulated market. But Bovada, which is effectively Ignition, is the site that all of my students play on. It's a site that I put my action in. And while we can never guarantee that any site is 100% safe and secure, I feel most comfortable about Bovada. They were originally Bodog, so they've been around for the past couple of decades or so. So with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Tactical Tuesday. Poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your host, Brad Wilson. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. Today is Tuesday, which means it's a very tactical day. I am once again joined by my co-host of Tactical Tuesday, John. I think at this point, Coach Thomas has been out of action long enough to where I can officially call you the co-host of Tactical Tuesday. Uh, it's always good to get promoted, I guess. Um, <laughs> Got a couple big river bluffs uh, queued up for today. Honestly, like like this first hand, I, I don't even know if I should have gotten even gotten to the river or not. But um, I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are on on just the whole hand in general. So, yeah, two two big river bluffs today. Yeah, we're we're going back to our origins of you running these animal bluffs on the river and uh, seeing what we can make of all the decisions that you've made. But before we dive into your hands. Uh, running a promotion right now where you see Nuffle on YouTube in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Giving Nuffle away for free if you meet the following criteria. If you've never had a Bovada account and you make one, you sign up using my code and then send to me your deposit, uh, making a unique number like $212.32. Um, follow those steps. I'll give you Nuffle absolutely free testing something out and again it's limited promotion i have no idea how long i'm gonna gonna let it go so act what, what is nuffle for the people that don't might not they even know, know what it is they know what nuffle is nuffle is uh neutralized flop leads it's the second mda based course that i made it's when a fish calls a pre-flop raise and then donks into you on the flop it basically gives you the strategies that you ought to deploy based on mass data. Uh, maybe my favorite course, it's kind of one of those spots that just prints money if you have a good idea of what's going on. And kind of surprisingly, before looking at the data, one thing I didn't realize was fish actually donk like 18% of the time after they call a preflop raise out of position, which is a, oh. that, that's a high number. Um, yeah, like one out of every five times you play a hand against a fish, you're going to get donked into. So... Probably good to have a plan for that. I would think so. And uh, I can't tell you how many people have told me that like after buying Nuffle, it's paid for itself in like the first session that they play. It's just yeah. 
Yeah. You know. Anyway. I, I think I got like three nuffles in the first hand, like three nuffles worth of value in the first hand where I used the strategy in myself. So <laughs> Yeah, the the bigger stakes you play, the more valuable the information is, obviously. Yeah. Um so with that said, uh, all those links, by the way, are going to be in the description on YouTube and in the description in your favorite podcast app. And uh, hand number one, John, why don't you break down this first hand that you played for the listener and the watcher? Sure. So um, this hand starts with us playing 510, no limit, six mass cash on ignition. Uh, I open the button with ace of diamonds, five of clubs, um, small blind folds, and the big blind defends. Um, the big blind and I, uh, for the podcast listener, I guess are about 130 big blinds effective. Um, don't think there's too much to talk about here. I opened $25 to big blind calls. We see a flop of three of hearts, seven of diamonds, deuce of diamonds, $55 in the middle. So I flop gut shot backdoor, nut flush draw big blind checks. I see bet, uh, large on this board. Um, I guess like maybe for like the long time tactical Tuesday listener, who like is paying really close attention to my CBET strategy, they they might be like, whoa, like you used to be you used to just CBET like one third everywhere in these spots. Like what what's this like two thirds sizing? Um that's uh this is like something that's kind of new for me too. Um just like starting to add a little bit more I don't know if complexity is right the right word, but a little bit more like nuance to my CBETing strategy. And and I think you know one of the one of the first changes that I can make is just like instead of CBETing a third everywhere, um finding the boards that I want to start having a big bet and check strategy. Um, I thought this low board, the seven, three deuce two diamond board might be one of them. And that uh, gut shot with the back up flush rod and over um, seems like a pretty decent hand to start with a big bet. Why do you think this board is one of those where you want to go big bet or no bet? Um, so one of the things that I think about when I'm deciding whether I want a big bet is kind of like how my range, uh, like the advantage that my range has versus um, villains range on these types of boards. So in a single race pot where the big blind only defends, I'm going to have a massive overpair advantage. I'm going to have some other really strong hands like ace, king of diamonds, ace, queen of diamonds that the uh, big blind just simply is not going to have. So yeah, just to be able to like push that advantage when they have hands like 7x or know four or five or diamonds themselves that that are just going to call two-thirds pot um very very happily um i I sort of want to be able to push that uh equity advantage that i have or or that overpair advantage that i have um and low boards in particular are are going to be one of the types of boards that i have a pretty big advantage i think another type of board are going to be like double and triple broadway boards so like ace king 10 ace king deuce um that's another type of board where i'm just going to have really strong hands that i i sort of just want to bet just want to put more money in on the flop than than a third pot. So then, what are you betting? What are you checking behind on the flop with this deuce of diamonds, tray of hearts, seven of diamond flop? Probably a hand like like weak seven x would definitely be one of the hands that I check back. So a hand like I don't know seven six suited, seven five suited. I think um, I would choose to check back. Uh, basically, like the logic being there is that um, it's going to be a hand that's tough to get three streets of value. Uh, there's probably going to have to be at least one street where I check. And uh, I think checking the flop um, makes a lot of sense with those sorts of hands. Um, I'd also check hands that have just like like very little hope, like jack 
don't know, queen, jack of clubs or something like that. Um, probably check back those types of hands. Probably check back hands like, um, like I don't believe hands out of showdown. Huh? <laughs> I don't believe you. Checking back queen, jack of clubs. I don't know. I just don't. I think like you're going to end up betting here very, very often. Yeah, I, and I think like like okay, and like. I like right now, like that's sort of where my like what my strategy is. Like I, I would check back Queen Jack of Clubs, but I don't think you have to. Like to be honest, now that I've been doing this for a little bit, like the feeling that I get is that instead of like having a big bet or check strategy, you could just have you could just split your betting um sizes into two and like always bet this flop and just bet a third with like the Queen Jack of Clubs type hands and then go big bet with like the really strong draws and you know the overpairs and you know a seven and maybe like those types of hands. So yeah, I mean, I could be convinced that like you should just be betting the swap with range and splitting sizes instead of playing big bet check. I'm I'm not convinced that I love the big bet here with the ace of diamonds, five of clubs, honestly. I mean, I guess like any hand that has equity is going to continue. So a deuce, a tray, a seven, like you're never folding out any pair. Mm-hmm. Most of the hands that you fold out, you're not folding any gut shots. You're not folding any open and straight draws. Like the hands that you're folding out are just like all the hands that you have, you already have an equity advantage against. So like, what's really the point here with the ace of diamonds, five of clubs? Yeah, I don't think I can, I don't think I necessarily fold out any uh, better hands or, or like high equity hands right now on the flop. But I guess like in game, what I was thinking was that like, if I am playing a strategy where I am checking back a lot and, and betting big with some hands, this is just like one of the draws that I felt like I can get away with uh, a large bet size with like, I have, you know, like one immediate gut shot, like a backdoor straight draw and like, I don't know, lots of macro equity with the diamonds uh, and the overcard. Maybe like, maybe this is like getting too wide and like my big bet strategy should really only be like slightly higher equity bluffs, like hands like four or five or, or actual flush draws instead of backdoor flush draws. Are you betting with like ace five, no diamond? Um, I don't think so. I think like ace five of club, like just ace five, just random offsuit ace five with like no diamond, no heart. I probably would, uh, probably would check back. So you need the diamond. And I assume you're just barreling on like everything. Yeah, probably. Maybe like not a board pairing, maybe non board, not, not a board pairing turn, but yeah, most turns I'm, I'm planning on barreling. Okay. All right. I mean, so I, I think like if we look at downstream potential, like turning, mm-hmm. turning diamonds and all the overcards, like ace five, maybe a hand we want to turn into a multi-street bluff here. Uh, again, I think checking back is quite reasonable with this. You have okay. a lot of equity with ace high and like the hands that your equity is derived from are all the hands you fold by making a big bet. And I don't know how valuable that is overall. Okay. Like, yeah, you fold out Jack 10, but I mean, is that really that big of a win here? Um, oh, if we fold out Ace 8, that's a pretty big one. Okay. They got to have the Ace 8 first, though, and we have one <laughs> of them. I mean, all right. So you get check raised, and yep. now you're at a, eh, I guess it's a decision point. Like, what are we doing here once you face a flop check raise? And it's actually, so you bet 34 into 55 and the big blind raised to 118. Uh, you're getting 2.48 to one according to hold the manager. Tell me about your options. 
don't think I have very many options here except to just peel this check raise. Um, I don't know. I, I think like just when I saw this check raise, uh, not too surprised on like seven three deuce two tone to get check raise. I think there's just plenty of hands, both value and draws, that the big boy can find to check raise. Obviously, all the sets, and then um, you know some combo draws, and then some uh, just you know even just naked flush draws, or even like naked open enders. Um, just really, really easy to find a check raise with a hand that's worse than ace five. Okay, so you go ahead and call. Uh, really, no option in folding facing the smallish flop check raise and you turn a pair. So congratulations. Your hand got upgraded to a pair of fives. The, the board is deuce of diamonds, tray of hearts, seven of diamonds, five of hearts. There's 292 in the pot. John has 1150 behind and the big blinds got him covered. The big blind goes for uh, the big bet here. Looks like it's like two thirds. Tell me, tell me about your thoughts here facing the big bet once you turn the five. It's like three quarters. It's it's about three quarters, I guess. Um, I think this is where, uh, I mean, we can talk. Maybe the flop bet was a mistake, but this is, I think, this, <laughs> this is kind of a big, big mistake that I made. <laughs> I was pretty happy to make a five and see this bet. I was like, nice. If he has a draw, now I'm winning. And you know, if he has a, if he has a set. We can still hit a diamond on the river. You're winning <laughs> against a draw anyway. What do you mean? Now, if he has a draw, now you're winning. Yeah, I guess that's that's. <laughs> that's uh, hey, maybe if he has like, if he has six four, king three of diamonds. Now we beat. Now we beat it. Oh God! If he has six four of diamonds or ace four, ace four, which is should be one of the hands that they're check raising, like that can. Complete... Oh, ace four like hearts or something. I see. Just yeah. ace four off. I mean. It check raises the flop. I think like yeah, I don't think this pair is like as good as you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I got like way too yeah. <laughs> I'm like pretty excited when I made a pair though, I'll be honest. <laughs> How excited did you get facing this uh this big bet on the turn? Um I I was like I, I'm okay with it. I wasn't like I wasn't sad or anything. I was just like, yep. Yeah, if he has like three X of diamonds, like now now I'm like now I'm winning. I don't know if those hands. Bet, Why bet would three X of diamonds? You bet the size on the turn. That doesn't yeah, make sense. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe it doesn't even check raise the flop. To be honest. Honestly, a lot a lot of times too, like in it, like villains preflop strategy includes lots of three bets with a bunch of suited hands, and so like when you're looking at the potential flush draw combos. You know, they're reduced like King Queen of Diamonds, Queen Jack of Diamonds, probably King Jack of Diamonds, King 10, Ace 10, Ace Jack. Like, he doesn't have a ton of those nut flush draws or just over flush draws with overcards. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're looking at like Jack Four of Diamonds, maybe Jack Four of Hearts, if that's a hand that chooses a check raise on the flop. Like, I think Backdoor Hearts may be a hand that barrels the turn. But yeah, the hands that you beat pretty much don't have pairs and are some sort of flush draw. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is, yeah, this is why I said, that's why I like preface this episode by saying like, maybe I shouldn't have even gotten to the river. Um, probably not. Yeah. I mean, if we did, I think it probably should have been like check back flop, call bet turn and get to the river that way. Right, right, right. Yeah. That, that, that would have made more sense for sure. Or just like fold this node, honestly. I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we're supposed to get to the river here, but 
we are going to get to the river. Um, John is very happy with his pair of fives now on the turn. <laughs> so he calls. There's 724 in the pot. John's got 937. The river is the nine of diamonds. So it completes John's imaginary flush draw that he's got the blocker for there. The final board is deuce tray seven, five, nine with three diamonds. John has the ace of diamonds, so the nut flush draw blocker. And the villain checks the river. So now oh, tell me. Way, other, by the way, just before we talk about the river, other hands that I should be excited about on the turn, I think is like, well, never mind. I was just thinking like, villain could play like four or five this way. And like, you know, that's. Why would you play? Why would you bet three fourths on the turn with four or five? Like, hey, that's that. what we, uh, that's, we had a tactical Tuesday on that about how that's like the preferred line when you like check raise flop and make a pair is to just, I don't think on this board when your pair is second with range. Okay. Second, anyway, second sorry. pair. Random tangent. I tried to save myself, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so you were really happy on the turn when you turned a pair of fives. Now on the river, you made your imaginary flush. So you must be ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> So it's time to pull the ripcord. Um, pair of fives. Well, first we have to dodge the bet from the from the big blind. Like we yeah. have to fade the big <laughs> the big blind betting the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so once he checks, I'm like pretty happy. I don't think he has flushes that check the river very often. I would assume that he just just keeps um, you know just keeps going ahead and, and and betting himself when he when he does river a flush. Um, so I, I I'm pretty happy. You, to see. So. I want to touch on that because I think that like, I think you're right, but I don't think it's right. Like, because what's that, that, what, what that's going to do is like, if you're not checking flushes, then you end up just checking like a bunch of, uh, you know, vulnerable hands here on the river and like that you're just going to overfold to river jams, like almost always. So like you do have to be careful here about like always piling in your flushes because like that leaves you extremely vulnerable when you check. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, th- I like. <laughs> I would guess like the logic, like one of the reasons that people are really tempted to put their flushes on the river is like when I have two diamonds and the flush draw completes, like what am I really hoping that my opponent is going to bet like himself other than like flushes that are that are going to call? Like, is he suddenly going to like you know jam over pairs or yeah, and like I mean- that? Probably not. Like, you're right. I think that villain does jam flushes. And like, once they check, I also think you're right that you should be jamming here. Um, I'm just saying that like, you know, if you're in similar situations and the spot is reversed, Mm -hmm. like you are kind of screwed here when you start checking like your best hands that you check with and start folding versus a river jam. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Which is good foreshadowing. So yeah, we get the check from the big blinds. Um, very, very happy to see that. I put in my last 937, which is about uh, 130% pot-ish. I think this is going to be the only size that I have on the river if I do decide to bet, right? I would imagine. I can't imagine yes. picking a different size. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine like splitting your range into like a 30% and a jam is something that you want to do. So I'm just jam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> I, I jammed, and then I, I sort of like thought to myself, like, "Hmm, I'm trying to get this guy to fold a set." I guess we're straight. Yeah, or a straight. 
<laughs> I wonder if people fold. That's like I went from like being really excited to jam to like him going into the tank and being like, "Hmm, you're really gonna fold a set or straight straight here very often." Um, once he checks the river, <laughs> like I don't know. But then again, like I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have like so many flushes that play this way. Um, that I, I mean, this I, is I, like, like this <laughs> This is a natural bluff because you have the ace of diamonds. Like you don't have many hands that have the bare ace of diamonds to get here on the river <laughs> like this yeah. um, with. So like he's probably struggling to find some natural bluffs. I mean, another question, I guess, is like, is your five good enough to win it showdown? Like against, mm. uh, you know, back jack four diamonds. Yeah. Well, not the jack four of diamonds. That's a flush. Oh, know. excuse me. Yeah. Jack four of hearts. Yeah. Jack four of hearts. Although I do think that like the, the hearts that barrel the turn it, you know, kind of baked into that plan is probably repping uh, diamonds on the river when the front door flush completes. So mm. probably doesn't have a ton of like um, give ups with backdoor hearts once the flush completes. So you are most likely just targeting a range of like sets and <laughs> straights, but um, sometimes it works out, right? And you get the fold. Like the villain oh. did fold. Did they fold happily? Did they tank? He the villain did not actually fold his hand. He just time banked all the way down <laughs> <laughs> until, until the hand got mucked for him. That's my move. That's my move. You can't bring yourself to do it. So you just like <laughs> let the time expire so that you somehow maintain control. Um oh. yeah, so I, I understand how villain feels there. And yeah, I mean, it's an interesting hand really. And I can't off the top of my head, like I, I assume that because of the strategic strategic inefficiency of like not checking enough flushes and checking your sets here that like, if you start check folding your sets, you are absolutely destroying yourself. Like it is, you're just like check, check folding here, something like 80 plus percent, maybe even more than that here on the river. So good look, good find, I guess, way to feel happy about the five on the turn. It led to some, some downstream bluffing opportunity that you capitalized on. Are we going to show the, the viewer what, what the big blind folded? Oh yeah. I forgot I can do that. So they folded a set of threes, which is the type of hand that we suspected they would have. And uh, poor guy. He's, I hope he doesn't listen or watch this episode of Tactical Tuesday on YouTube. He's going to feel very sad about himself. I mean, he probably looked the hand up and was like, what? This guy called the turn with ace five? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, he uh, copied the hand history, put it in his... Um, his own Slack community and was like, games are still good, boys. Games are still good. Fish <laughs> at every stake. Like, don't worry. All right. So this is hand number one is a really good one. And we've got a really fun hand right after our short break. Uh, to put a little context in this hand that John played, he was all in on or he had lost three pots for stacks he'd got stacked at all three of his tables and he was all in in this pot so stick around to see if he got stacked at all four tables at the same time which i think would be pretty cool uh, should pretty, have a name for that like the cycle <laughs> or something i don't know what, what, should, what can we call it? <laughs> i don't know uh 
Maybe one of the podcast listeners will send me an email with a good name, but it certainly should have a name when you just get stacked at every table that you're at at the same right, time. Right, right, right. In a world where a fish dog bets the flop and you don't know what to do, one man, Coach Brad Wilson, has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. Nuffle. Available now. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com slash nuffle. Rated R. All right. Welcome back to this episode of Tactical Tuesday. John running some river bluffs. Let's, uh, the last segment took much longer than normal Tactical Tuesday. Much longer talking about your ace five. Uh, I guess that's what happens when we have to talk about like two decision points in a hand. Um, mm. We just take forever. We need like one hand, pre-flop, three bets. That's it. 15 minutes. We're good to go. So let's uh, break down this hand for the listener, John. Your pocket deuces that never loses. Yeah. Fortunately, I think this hand is also going to have two decision points, but uh, oh. we'll worry about when we we'll worry about that when we get here. Hope, get there. So, hope everybody loves uh, hour-long tactical Tuesdays. <laughs> so this hand starts off the same way. I'm on the button, open to twenty-five dollars with deuces. The big blind who's a reg, um, three bets to hundred twenty dollars. I think he sized up a little bit because we started the hand a little deeper. Uh, he starts the hand with about one hundred thirty big blinds. He's the effective stack. I'm calling all my pocket pairs on the button facing a three bet from the blinds. Um, so deuces is just going to be in there. I call. I got nothing to say. That's that's a fact. You call call all your pocket pairs facing this three bet, realize positional advantage, and you flop the. I don't know what the opposite of the nut flush draw is. The seller flush draw. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was happy to have. I was happy about this flop. Yeah, well, the flip, I saw it. For the podcast listener, the flop is eight of clubs, four of clubs, five of clubs, and we do have the deuce of clubs. So we're in there on this monotone board. Oh, like, hey, I might have the best hand now. If I don't have it, I got you got backup. Make the best hand, yeah. This, hey. is, this is make it straight. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a straight flush. I mean, if you're gonna go, like, let's at least in a dream. Let's dream big. Yeah. Um. All right, so. Our opponent starts by betting 25%, which is like totally expected, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I think the big line should be checking this flop quite frequently. Um, not only because it's monotone, but because it's like low slash mid connected monotone. And uh, I'm just going to have lots and lots of strong hands. Um, you know, like he, yeah, I, I don't expect him to have like very many sets, maybe pocket eights, and I'm going to have all the sets. I'm going to have. I guess we have like the same number of straights. But yeah, I, I think if you are going to bet the swap, this is probably the, the preferred size. Yeah, it's probably just simplification in yeah, yeah. Going, going to the quarter pot. Um, so they bet quarter pot, whatever. You call. Can't, fold. Yep. can't, can't fold getting five to one with this mm-hmm. anti-nut flush draw you got going. Um, the turn pairs to five, which should be a pretty good card for us. Should not. I wouldn't think that it would be a great card for villain. There's 366 in the pot, and what does the villain do? They now decide to check. Um, so we'll start here at this decision point. The 
board for the podcast listener, eight, four, five of clubs. Turn is the five of hearts. What are you thinking? What'd you do? Uh, so this is the first decision point. Um, like, I can just say like my general strategy in three bet pots when the three better three bets the flop and checks the turn. I quite often just uh, bet a third on the turn with close to range. There are a handful of hands that like I, I'm sort of not sure like whether I, I I should be betting a third or like what what that's accomplishing. And this was one of those hands. And I'd be like really interested to hear uh, what your thoughts are honestly on like whether uh, you think this is a good hand to one third of the turn with or like maybe even bet a different size. I don't think I would. I can't imagine like a really good reason to bet another size. But yeah, like this hand does need like some protection. We can get counterfeited on the river. Um, Quite easily. Tell me what you uh, mean by by protection, like because that this is a concept that like I think is just really ridiculous. The whole protection like use in language. So what do you mean by protection? Hmm. So like, I think the big blind is just going to have lots of uh, like two overs type hands that are kind of just betting once on the flop and, and giving up. Um, not maybe gonna not bet. giving up, but just not huh? going to bet on the river. That that aren't going to bluff the river. You mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe like, does a hand like ace jack, like red ace jack, like at the river, if turn goes check check, maybe red queen know. jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like maybe that's like that's worth kind of not not protecting your hand. Um, is, is like that would be the that, that that's just like the other side of the coin, right? It's like we get we get bluffs on the river, but like I don't know how happy am I to call two thirds pot on the river with deuces, and also like I, I think like a maybe a bigger bigger point here is that like again there's just like the counterfeiting aspect where like we're just we're just gonna get to the river sometimes and not be able to do much um versus a bet versus like a check like are, are like we're gonna i don't know i don't know like what i'd be repping on the river um once like turn goes check check and like board pairs ah. on the river and like i'm forced to bluff with my too high, too high hand. So let's, if Philan does have like Queen Jack of Hearts, let's talk about like what their equity is here because they can't, they can't hit the Queen or Jack of Clubs, first of right. all, because we make flushes on those two cards. So, you know, they have four outs to improve and then they also have six outs to counterfeit us. So that's about 20% equity. So, mm -hmm. like, basically by betting, you're, you know, quote unquote, protecting. Um, against villain realizing that 20% equity, but the cost of betting here means that you don't get to bluff catch on rivers once you bet. So mm. all the hands like queen Jack of hearts that you fold out, don't put in a river bet. And there is value in getting those bluffs on the river. Uh, I think we're both in agreement that like all the hands that would bet the river for value in a stop and go line are never going to fold on the turn. So you're never folding out any hand that bets for value on the river. So the hands that you do fold out are those queen jack hands that have like 20% equity. Um, gotcha, gotcha. So that's like, you know, that's what I mean by like this like protection bet. I mean, protecting like, so protecting yourself from not getting bluffed on the river, I guess like maybe that's, that's the fear. But I mean, mm. I just don't, I, I've had a problem with that language for a while now. And it's been hard for me to like nail down exactly why and I guess this is kind of why, right? Like we're protecting, but like we, we miss out on downstream bluffs and like there's a cost by missing out on those bluffs. Right. Okay. So like 
number one, you're not protecting against that much equity to begin with. And number two, you are now removing the option of like bluff catching river and those things, those two things combined, you know, just <laughs> make like protection betting the turn just not in your mind, just not a, not a great option. I don't think so, but I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think so. Like, I just don't think like a pair of deuces here. Like, I don't think you're protecting against a ton of equity and you know, you by folding out those hands that you can bluff catch against, like, I guess the one thing that you have that's like feels a little bit more safe is you have the, um, the benefit of not getting bluffed on the river, like never making a bad river fold. But I don't think that like, I don't think not getting yourself in that spot is a good way to go about it. I think that like, get yourself in there, study that spot, um, figure out what's going on, what, when you should bluff catch, when you should not, and then just learn how to play that node better. Right. And I'm mostly speaking to, uh, the podcast listener who sometimes can be afraid at arriving at specific nodes because they're uncomfortable. You just got to lean into that uncomfortability because that's the only way you get better at playing in those, playing those spots. Okay. What about then betting like one third for value with deuces here? Like, cause we could get called by worse when we bet small on the turn. Right, like we could, there could be like I don't know. I could imagine like maybe. So why bet a third? Because we have to get called by worse, I guess. If no, why not bet like a sixth? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Even smaller. I'm on board with going even smaller. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought you meant like why so small, but yeah, I I think like one sixth could 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 totally be reasonable with deuces here and try to get called by like I don't know king queen off that has like the queen of clubs or something. Some sort of hand like that. And I do think that like there is an amount you can bet for like quote unquote protection where you are folding out enough equity that makes that bet worth it. And really the bet's gotta be very small though. <laughs> like it's gotta be very, very small. Um, because yeah. you know, you bet like 30 bucks and you fold out 20% equity. Well, that that that's actually a win, right? Like yeah, that's actually yeah. a a win for us. Mm -hmm. So just kind of something to think about in the future. So what actually did you do here for the podcast listener? Again, eight of clubs, five of clubs, four of clubs, five of hearts on the turn. Uh, so for exactly all the reasons we just discussed, I checked back the, the turn. <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. I had, I had no idea what's <laughs> I was just like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I like really fold, like, you know, if it's worth, worth betting. But anyways, okay. I checked back the turn. We'll just end the discussion there. And, and, we, we do get counterfeited on the river. We get the eight of diamonds on the river. So it's eight, eight, five, five, four board. And, and we have deuces. I was like struggling to see a way out of this hand. Uh, <laughs> oh, As you're struggling to see a way out of this hand, you're seeing yourself get stacked on all your three other tables oh, at yeah, the same yeah, yeah. exact okay. time. Right. 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 So we'll, we'll just go back to like what we were talking about in the last hand. Um, I was four tabling and it was pretty hilarious. I, I got stacked on like all three tables just simultaneously. I don't even think I've, that's happened before, like three for three. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that, that was like kind of like a, a little bit of like a gut punch while this, while this hand was happening. And then like, obviously I'm like massively tilted that the river is an eight and, <laughs> and like, and now I have like nothing. Um, and like, I'm like trying to like think of a way like, man, like if he checks, like, can I get, can I bet the river? Or am I just getting like snapped by ace high and like just stuff like that like way too often and, and, and over pairs and whatnot luckily the big blind solves that problem for me by <laughs> by betting the turn himself for about what is that 
half pot ish over a little yeah, over it's half like 55 percent pot or something they yeah 217 into 366 i hate this bet by the big wine i don't know what you think i don't love it i don't love it if he doesn't have a full house i guess or quads or something like and he's just kind of like it's just i mean it's not i, I don't i don't know like I know that they're trying to go for like thin value, but you have to be very aware. Like, you know, we've talked about this before in coaching sessions and I believe tactical Tuesday, like opening the action here when you don't really have a ton of eights um, or a ton of straights or a ton of flushes is a thing that can cause you a lot of problems. Um, it's kind of like setting yourself up for disaster and so villain does set himself up for disaster and shell shocked john tell me what was going through your mind before you made this inevitable river jam yeah so i i was i never expected the big blind to bet this river which is why i was like just you know in my own head about like is there any way i can win this hand and as soon as he bet the river i was like oh nice this guy's <laughs> giving me a way to win this hand <laughs> um so yeah, I, I saw this and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to like this size, like doesn't seem like indicative of a full house. I would expect a lot of, if he, even, I don't even know what 8X he has that he doesn't have very many 8X, like 7, 8 suited and 8, 9 suited are probably the, the only ones that get three, but three flop. Um, and yeah, that's the only ones that, that could get pre, uh, three, but pre flop. And some of the time those hands are going to be betting the turn. Um, Doubtful. Doubtful. Oh, you don't think any 8x bets this ring? Okay. I don't think so. On a monotone board with the five pairs? Like, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to tell myself whatever I can to, to make this jam. <laughs> <laughs> to no, justify this jam. I think that, I think that they, they fully check, but they just don't have as many 8x's as we have. Like, we've got a lot of 8x's. And right, right. yeah, like we have, I, we probably are jamming the river with flushes too. Like, I wouldn't. If I have the nut flush, like there's no chance that I'm not jamming the river here. Yeah, over the size. Yeah, I probably don't check the. Fl I probably don't check a flush that often on the turn. That that's probably like just like a snap one third turn hand for me. Uh, one third size on the turn for me. Um, yeah. So I thought that I was just like repping an eight here by going for this jam. Uh, and so yeah, I put in his last eight ninety five for him, and similar to the. <laughs> put it in for him <laughs> it's not in yet john thank god for you um, yeah, and similar to the guy with the pocket threes uh this guy just like tanks all the way down and this tank was like significantly more painful than the pocket threes tank because like i said i'd gotten stacked at three other tables and i'm just like waiting for this guy to like <laughs> tell me whether i'm gonna get stacked at all four or, or not um and I, I was ready like i put this money in and i was like if this gets called i'm shutting the session down i don't think i can handle like Four for four stacked in like 30 seconds. Luckily, though, he does find the fold. So you missed out on the cycle. I think you would this anti awfulness cycle. Um, somebody sent me an email if you've ever experienced the awfulness cycle, getting stacked at all four tables at the same time. I know it's never happened to me in my whole career. Really? Oh, I, gotta... I don't think so. There, there was a while where I played like six to eight tables at a time, but like, that's, yeah, that's harder. I don't even know that I got stacked four times at the same time like 
doing that. I mean, like this is like a very rare occurrence. Like the opposite should happen more often, right? Of us winning four buy-ins at the same time, and like that. I know that's never happened to me either. I mean, that's never happened to me either. <laughs> yeah. So, villain does fold. They can't bring themselves to click the fold button, but you click it for them, and uh, <laughs> you do win this pot. I don't know if that saved your session or not. I have like how did do you remember how you ended up on the day? Oh man, that's a good question. I do not remember whether this like saved my session or just like screwed me over even more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I can go back and look, and, and maybe like next episode, I can I can tell everybody whether you should keep playing after you get stacked three times in one minute or not. Perfect. There you go. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Tactical Tuesday, John. Thank you for the hands. And once again. If you want Nuffle for free, click through the show description, sign up to Bovada if you've never had an account before, and we will ship you Nuffle for free. And uh, we will catch you next week here on Tactical Tuesday. Big blindfolded kings, by the way. Everybody. Oh, yeah. I just, I, just yeah. Want, I just want the people to know that. Uh, I mean, okay, I, I guess I have to. It has to be a better hand that folded since I have deuces. But yeah, he did have black kings that uh, found the fold on the river. Yeah, for the podcast listener, he he made me t- uh, download the screenshot <laughs> of what villain had to show people just just so everybody would know. I mean, you had deuces, so like we you had deuce high. I, I, <laughs> it's way cooler when they fold kings instead of like ace high or something. <laughs> Not that I don't know if ace high ever bets them. I don't. Okay, whatever. Who knows? Folded a really good hand, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.